0: Classes in session, and we're once again at the start of a brand new month. We're in the twilight of 2021, and November looks to be dropping some of the most anticipated RPGs of the entire year, along with some new enhanced ports and remakes. I'm joined this month by my my dear dear assistant, Mr. Alex O'Neill, to help me check out the list. How's it going, Alex? It's going good.
1: We uh, we played many an RPG this month, so it's true. It's true. Uh, it's been a good month, and uh, hopefully good months to come. No no
0: kidding. It sounds like it's, it's going to be a, a busy few months, but uh, but yeah, hopefully a good one. Yeah. But yes, speaking of the games we've been playing, uh, before we look at everything that will be coming out in November, let's talk about what we've been playing this past month. Now, Alex mentioned that he has some stuff to drop, so uh, I will go first, because I've really only been playing two um, RPGs this past month. The first, first and foremost, Final Fantasy XIV. I've been sinking time into working my way through Shadowbringers, trying desperately to catch up.
1: Um, so I'll be ready for Endwalker. Yeah. So that's been fun. How much is just Shadowbringers? Would you say just getting there? Uh, like just getting to Shadowbringers? It's just like sh- from
0: Shadowbringers to being ready for Endwalker. Um. I did a few weeks ago, about maybe like a week and a half or so ago. Um, I I started the trek, um, and I pulled up. There are between the main quest of Shadowbringers and then the uh, post content patches. Mm-hmm. There are one hundred and fifty-seven quests you have to do. That ain't that ain't nothing, right? So, uh as of October fifteenth I had done twelve of them. I've done some more since. I need to update my total. But uh yeah. I'm enjoying it. I'm liking the idea that light is the bad thing, uh, in the game. Yeah. I was gonna um, say like kind of this a nice is,
1: twist. This is supposed to be like the, that good good stuff in, yeah. in fourteen. What do um, are, are you thinking A
0: about? lot of people really, really say um good things um about uh Shadowbringer. So I'm excited to see uh, if it lives up to the hype. I'm sure it will because a lot of people whose opinions I highly value and respect in the RPG space love it. So uh, I have very little reason to doubt them. But uh, the trek continues. It's going to be tight. I'm going to need some long long play days for sure in order to to bridge that gap. But uh, we are working away. And then... um, uh, about a week or so ago, at a time I was recording, so about middle of October, like the last week of October, I started replaying, well, not replaying, but picked back up Tokyo Mirage Sessions: Sharp FD FE Encore on Switch uh, yeah. to kind of get me ready for SMT5 because I had never, even even though I had the Wii U version, I never really sank too much time into it, and I've had the Switch version pretty much since it launched, so it's like
1: i'll pick it up i'll I'll give
0: it a give it a shot um so i've been been playing through and grinding that it's it's a weird game but uh it's got some it's got some fun stuff i i dig it it's a cool game it's got a lot of style you know oh yeah it uh it oozes style it's very flashy in the way that you would want uh one of those games Mm -hmm. to be so um Becky mentioned she was watching me play, and it's like, This reminds me a lot of Persona. And it's like, Well, there's a good reason for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, it was very, very good. I'm enjoying it. I doubt I'll beat it before SMT5, Shin Megami Tensei 5 comes out in a couple weeks, but uh, yeah, still, it's it's still not it's too bad. To but it. those are really what I've been playing.
1: Um, cool. I, uh, so Alex, what about you? I got a couple things. The um, at some point, the CrossCode Epilogue DLC dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it might have been September or, like, end of August. It, it dropped earlier in the year or, like, late last year for PC, uh, but it finally came to consoles. I did not know it's, like, an additional $10. Not that I'm complaining. Uh, mm-hmm. There's actually quite a lot in this uh, expansion. I think It took me, like, 16 additional hours, I think, roughly. Um, But okay. for, for anyone that played CrossCode, this is like a post-game chapter. Technically, it's because CrossCode itself is 10 chapters. Um, and mm-hmm. They're pretty beefy. They're like, especially like everything after chapter three is a very long, like they're some, usually eight to 10 hours in length. Um, this adds four or five additional chapters, uh, but they're all relatively shorter um and it is like dealing with some of the ramifications of the end of Crosscode which I'm not going to ruin because I still think uh people should go play that game it's very very good. It was mm-hmm. it, it was very nice coming back to it and being reminded of like how unique it is and and how there's just so much in that game but also like so much of that is just stuff you don't see in other video games. Mhm. Um but yeah, it uh it Let's. There's a raid in Crosscode because it takes place in the MMO that you get to play at some point in the story, but you don't get to finish. Uh, you get to finish it in this DLC, which is nice. Uh, oh, cool! But there's a nice big boss and stuff at the end. There is still drama during it though, which I love because mm-hmm. as someone who is raiding, you can never raid without drama. Um, <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, but yeah, there's just like a lot of great character stuff. They add a lot of more of end game type stuff so there's like a coliseum um, where you can actually fight like guest characters from other RPGs I don't know any of the other game. well I know like I think Valiant Hearts is one of them which is like a Metroidvania mm-hmm. uh, not Valiant Hearts I'm probably thinking of some a, a different name there's like a 2D Metroidvania that I played way back when uh, there's a character from that one of the characters that cameoed in Shovel Knight uh, is one of the characters Reese, I think is his name um, okay. the kid with the boomerang uh, he mm-hmm. cameos in this as well um, so th- there's like some fun little extra stuff that they add the Coliseum has like challenge modes and boss rushes and then there's uh, like stuff you get from that that you can trade for special gear that you can only get from the Coliseum and you can have like a pet now that can like walk around the environment with you like a monkey or a cat Um, and there's like the the big thing I think the most substantial thing is they added the final dungeon uh, (laughs) which in regular crosscode the final dungeon was not done yet and they were going to add it in in a later patch and so now it is in and it's very cool because like there's a bunch of players waiting outside and they all go in (laughs) together Um, oh that's cool and and it's like a huge group all of the other characters in the game are like running the dungeon with you um and they make it like a nice communal thing that's pretty much like the end of the dlc uh and it's a very good dungeon all the dungeons in crosscode are good and this adds a whole new mechanic that like combines everything that you've seen before in a new way Mm -hmm. um and it's great it's extremely good playing this was just a nice reminder of like oh yeah crosscode what a phenomenal per, a personal like 10 out of 10 game for me. Oh yeah. Just speaks to We me. talked about Cross Code and uh, what a great game it is. Yeah. Uh and yeah, it just it, it definitely speaks to me on a on a hugely personal level and I what I'll say also about the DLC is it it drives home some of kind of the narrative tidings that were really interesting in a in a good way, I think, in like a, a wholesome way. Uh mm-hmm. It's definitely like if you haven't checked out crosscode it's on the new consoles now so it can like run at 120 hertz if you have a screen that can do that Ooh. but uh you should play it it's great i think it's 20 bucks with the dlc it's 30 it's worth every penny for sure uh just another excuse to preach cross crosscode It's so good uh but that, that enough of that we let's get to what we've been waiting for i so right. scott i've i've finished the trails of cold steel i've I've completed. Oh man, all of Cold Steel. I finished Tri- Trails of Cold Steel Four. Got the true ending. Although it was very funny leading into it, I did not know there was going to be multiple endings, and I don't know why I didn't think about it. Uh, I didn't know there was either. So, the, although you know the way I play those games is like every side quest that I can find, I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. Um, just and that's I'll I'll say the thing that I appreciated the most. Because I think the last time I talked about it, I was in in Cold Steel 2. Yeah. Um, The thing I appreciated the most about 3 and 4 was that it would just mark where the hidden side quests were on the map, so I could just go find them. Um, Mm -hmm. And because of that, I I don't think... I I missed one side quest because I just forgot to turn it in. Um, (laughs) Like, I had to go get something, I had to go give it to somebody. Uh, and I just forgot to give give it to that person, and I was so angry because I saw the little X on the chapter after, and I'm like, "Well, I'm not gonna go replay like f- this 15 hour long chapter." <laughs> um, yeah, but for the most part, I I was able to find everything. Where like hidden side quests in the first game, I didn't realize in the first two games, I should say, I didn't realize you have to like actually go find the person. They wouldn't have any real indication that you could get a quest from them. Um, and I didn't want to use a guide so uh, I just missed probably a, a handful of stuff but I think I saw every side quest and you just gotta do all the side quests in the last chapter to, to have the ability to get to the true ending I I, I don't I, I, mean, I feel in the middle about it like making you see the bad ending and then be like alright now you can go get the true ending but it's not a big deal mm-hmm. Um. but yeah I don't like. Do you want to know? I it's too big. I feel like we'll have to sit down and talk about this. as all in a spoilery conversation. True. Uh, where we can unpack a lot of things because I definitely have a lot of thoughts about it. I have a lot more to say about it than I think I thought I would. Hmm. Um. But if there's anything specifically that you want to know, no, hit me.
0: Hit me with some stuff.
1: Mm. Th- this is. I'll, I'll. I'll tease this out. Definitely one of the bigger concepts that I takeaways of this. That I, it, you know, it, there's a lot of friction with it with me too. Like I didn't love this all the time, but like the game mm-hmm. is just like it demands you to not be cynical about stuff, and it's it's mm-hmm. it. I, I would feel more frustrated about it, uh, and this is just from a storytelling perspective of how right. the story is. And, you know, it's it's anime, but it is like if you think about anime as a spectrum you can get very gruesome and depressing and like this <laughs> like there's no consequences in, in this franchise really at all uh, <laughs> but they still tell an interesting story in spite of that uh, mm-hmm. and I think what they're trying to talk about is like challenging cynicism and challenging human nature and I think like the actual narrative of the game is kind of interlaced with that meta-narrative uh, mm-hmm. of like this thing that's happening to Aeroponia. Um and and it's just, I could talk like all day about just that. Um, they're definitely like, I. By the end of the fourth game, I just did not like the combat. Uh, yeah, I and it, it's just like I knew it's it's you know I, I've been very on record about like this is not exactly my kind of combat. Right. I I appreciated it. I think there's definitely. The first half of the Trails Cold Steel 4, the first 40 hours of that game, um, was rough for me, I would say, um, and I had the same problems with Cold Steel 1's combat all the way through the 4th, which is that there's too many status effects, uh, mm. and too many of them Im- completely immobilize your players. Um and if you're not prepared for that, you're just going to have to <laughs> die a whole bunch of times, I guess. Um mm-hmm. and that's just like a bummer that like oh, if I had one accessory that I had on before I came into this fight, it would have been a completely different fight and I had no way of knowing I needed it ahead of time. But yeah. Uh the I did appreciate the especially like the improvements in 3 and 4 as far as like just organization like Kind of changing all the names of the quartz to just being like rare, super rare, and it's like okay, mm-hmm. I, this is so much easier for me to keep track of of like two, three, four of all these different things. Yeah, um, and I then like with that like being like okay, I'm gonna start with regular quartz, work up to rare, and then work up to super rare. I'm gonna try and get super rare, and all the P- team members I'm gonna use uh, mm-hmm. and get the benefits of that, and then from there it kind of. Snowballs into, like, oh, I'm very powerful now, or I can uh, do things in a way that, like, makes it so you just don't have to fight random battles. <laughs> you know, you just, like... This is true. Go into a... Like, you know, it's not probably an original strategy, but, like, having Reen with the, the Master Quartz that lets him just regenerate CP on the field, and then the mm-hmm. other Master Quartz, because I think... I love that they added like the sub master chords. The sub master, yeah. Uh, just because it, it, all the different kinds of builds that you had options to in three and four oh, yeah. expanded so much, and they're good. They're really fun to make and match those, but that and the one that makes all of his crafts do like two times as much damage. Yep, uh,
0: like the first craft you use does two hundred percent damage or some shit.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I just do that and yep. have him do his his master crafts, and just it's over. And just grind, yep. grind out a bunch of materials and stuff. They, I'll say like, Cold Steel Four, and it was probably because of that, um, and how that game works, and how it's you know you can kind of explore around uh, a lot more. It was the only game that I like did like end game grinding, mm-hmm. uh, and got a bunch of extra stuff that I didn't need to do, uh, but I wanted to do it because it all the kind of pieces lined up uh, together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I like I like the games a lot. You know, they're they're not 10 out of 10 games for me. I'd say I, mm-hmm. I have a lot of nitpicks with them, but oh yeah, uh, I definitely was very invested in in the gang. Um, it is it. I think it suffers that problem of having too many characters, so not everybody gets uh, yeah some time in the limelight. And I feel like I remember you talking about how it's a bummer how the other game characters just have, like, side quests, basically, to wrap up their whole stories. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think they could have amended that if they were just, like, fully voice acted, like some of the other side quests that you get at the end of the game. Um, and it, it would have just felt more impactful. But I definitely felt that when I was playing it, so I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was cool. It was I, You know, they do a good job with the other characters from, like, the Sky games and Crossbell games of, like, I don't know who these people are really, but... You know, they, they basically are like, hey, th- you know, they're like us. <laughs> they're just like what yeah. another group that's like our group. And it's like, oh, I get it. They're, here's like the kind of emotionless doll-like person. Here's the funny guy. Here's the, mm-hmm. the lovable idiot who, you know, all the women are in love with for some reason. Right. Uh, and and I think that is universal enough. It, it is cool, though, when you meet Estelle and she's like, obviously, not just... The same character that kind of Lloyd is, um, and and they play with those dynamics and stuff. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and that scene when they all all of them kind of finally meet together and meet Marine for the first time is is very good. It's very satisfying.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, what did you think
1: of the Olivier stuff? Uh, <laughs> what specifically? Just like, like what happens in the end with it, or like the no the big like the
0: the surprise uh, uh, uh
1: like the post credit stuff or
0: no the the reveal that they were. I, you know, I, the, the sweeping in to save the day. I uh, again,
1: there. I knew nobody dies in these games. <laughs> I, I was fully like, "Yep, all right." Just counting down the, the minutes at this point. Anytime something happened off screen, especially, even though to their credit, that did happen on, on screen. But like the lengths at which <laughs> they like go to, like either talk about something so much that you are like. I just don't believe anything that we're talking about <laughs> in regards to this subject anymore or to be like yeah well I didn't see what happened. I <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know I was like surprised that somebody lost their arm in that whole <laughs> translation. Yeah. I was like wow some, something happened to somebody. And again, it's not like a criticism per se because like I don't need all my games to be fucking Game of Thrones. Like I didn't need to have the stress of having to worry that like half these kids might die in this last mission. Like, I really didn't need that. And that's mm-hmm. not what this kind of game is. Uh, or yeah. at least what, what Legend of Heroes seems to be, specifically. And yeah. I was okay with that. You know, they, they make it pretty clear yeah. early on. Uh, I will say, by the end of Cold Steel 4, I did like Crow. Uh, yeah. And it's, I think it's only because they didn't, like... Beat home how like we're supposed to be best friends or whatever. Uh huh. Uh they just kinda like let it happen, which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. What else are you? Got? Any other any other specific uh, things you want to
0: know I'm now I'm curious with the plethora like the three years worth of trails games we now we already know are being localized. Do you see yourself playing the crossbell
1: games or Trails to Reverie? when they come out. I'm definitely going to play Trails of the Reverie for sure. I'm I'm grateful that I will have a break <laughs> between that cuz yeah. I am you know, I I am of two minds as far as playing all four of these games back-to-back. And I took I did take pretty lengthy breaks. Uh yeah. What I would typically do was like start the next game just mm-hmm. to get over the cliffhanger portion of it and then like get to the end of the prologue of that and then stop and then Mm -hmm. take my break and then come back to it later and that was actually like really nice like with Cold Steel 4 (laughs) because of how that is structured I got to like the kind of middle point where where, uh, something important happens and I was like alright I have to take a break now (laughs) because I played 35 hours of this after playing 80 Mm -hmm. hours of Cold Steel 3 so um, but so and and that helps uh, but I and I did it was cool playing these games back to back because then I could see stuff like Alan who's like this character who you help meet a girl is literally you help meet a girl named Bridget you like give a letter from him to her um, and they knew each other when they were younger like that's the first side quest you do in Cold Steel 1 the mm-hmm. last side quest you do in Cold Steel 4 is about that character as well and it's like mm-hmm. I, I'll tell you honest to god Scott the, the thing that impressed me about this series like m- probably my favorite aspect it, of it as a whole w- is just the other characters the yeah. the ones that don't matter and how like literally every single one of them come back in every single mm-hmm. game and it's like you know that Alan kid who you know I doing that as your first side quest I, I really didn't care but like I did care by the end just because I had gotten to revisit with this character and kind of see yeah. how much they had changed. Uh, and and they did it in a way that, like, it reminds me a lot of My Hero Academia, uh, of, like, all the other characters feel like they're their own people as well, even though we're, mm-hmm. we're kind of always jumping back to three or four main characters. Like, there's so many people in this world, and and they do it again with, like, the other branch campus students in cold steel three and and yeah they play a similar role that you did in like cold steel two uh and now you know all these other people that are kind of out in the world it it is just like it's unlike anything i've ever seen in any medium before uh and it's i think it's only works because it's so visual everyone's character designs are just so distinct in in little subtle Mm -hmm. ways Uh, and we get those those side quests but yeah like truly the fact that every side quest like is gonna go on (laughs) for like four games is like Anton the guy that's in love with Sharon like that that has Mm -hmm. a whole story arc Uh, yeah and it's it's great it's I mean you know not all of them are like club bangers or or have an emotional send-off but but you do get a lot of insight into the world and and what the people are like in it and it 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 is like that thing I always say in games like Tales of Vesperia and whatnot, of like I've seen this world, so I I care about it and want to help and protect it, Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I think it helps the the bigger plot overall. Uh, But yeah, I'm I'm in for Tales of Trails into Reverie. I'm just am grateful I'll have a couple years (laughs) to to wait and then play it. I don't know about the Crossbell games. We'll see. I'll give them a shot at the very a, least. A lot of
0: people consider the Crossbell games the like cream of the crop, like the best of the best.
1: Yeah, I, I was gonna say the the presentation of Trails of Cold Steel is a big big factor. When I tried to play Trails in the Sky, yeah, it it just did not draw me in quite the same. Mm-hmm. So that's my only concern with the Crossbell games. But I will try them. Certainly, I will try them. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious. Now, I'm curious. Just...
0: Did you have any questions for me, seeing as you have played it?
1: Yeah, I I want to know. Like, do you have a personal favorite game out of the four? Um,
0: I remember. I would say Cold Steel Two really stuck with me because I liked the more open nature of it and being able to kind of visit the other locations like flying around I liked that aspect and I thought it started out really strong like waking up having no idea if your friends were still alive or what was going on and having to try and track them all down and being like guerrilla fighters and and all that stuff I really liked Cold Steel 2 um and I liked the emotional kind of um impact that Cold Steel 4 had um and at at that time I had played through The Sky Games. I had started the first Crossbell game, but I hadn't finished it. Um and I had I was fully invested in the Cold Steel series. Yeah. So seeing like having Estelle and Joshua show up and seeing Estelle's dad and doing everything with that and um uh all the all those characters making an appearance and the picture at the at the very end of during the cold steel 4 credits oh, like yeah. seeing all the that characters that was just me. like <laughs> crushed me like it me. was so good and like when the credits rolled on that and it said the story has now finished or or whatever it was it's like that just was like such a super punch in the gut mm. um an impactful cuz i mean i had been covering these games for a while and like so invested in the world and the continent and uh being at the end and seeing that that experience that 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 first kind of reveal of all the twists and finding out what was going on was over it always always hits me hard with good rpgs and with this being the culmination of really like the first full arc um Like it bringing about the conclusion of pretty much every Trails game up to that point while teasing what was to come was really impactful and one of the and maybe it's because the stakes were so high or like there was so much being kind of wrapped up here Mm -hmm. that it hit me in a way a lot like very very few other RPGs hit me like, maybe Kingdom, probably Kingdom Hearts is one of the other ones that had, like, is a, one of the other series, probably the only other series that I had such a a time investment for so long, all coming, culminating in this, like, one final game, while teasing what was coming next, so.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely got the same vibes either. It gave me Kingdom Hearts 3 vibes, it, it, maybe not as high, personally, for me. Um, but there were definitely like characters that I was very invested in, and kind of seeing where where they ended up. I, I definitely got a huge emotional like blast from. So yeah, I feel like the whole yeah. post credits like or credits, you know, kind of series of photos and whatnot is, is absolutely falling. Just because I'm a sucker for it. But also, like I'll mm-hmm. say, it was cool. Had, as someone who's never felt an ounce of school spirit in his life, uh, <laughs> I did <laughs> love Class Seven as a group. Um, yeah, and I like really had a, a deep sense of pride as Reen to like new Class Seven as a group. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they like came together for certain things, like even when Reen wasn't there, I definitely felt like really invested in their growth and how far they. Uh, Mm -hmm. And that is, like, a very different... No other game has successfully done that. But they, because of how these are set up, of, like, Cold Steel 1 and 2, you're in the class, and then Cold Steel 3 and 4, you're teaching the class, like, you feel that level of responsibility and how important it is. uh, Mm -hmm. And it's cool. I'd say, like, if I had to pick a single game out of it, Cold Steel 3 would probably be my favorite, which Mm -hmm. I'm surprised by, but I think that's, like just the game front to back that I enjoyed the most and I think was paced the best it had the mm-hmm. the kind of slow world buildy pace of Cold Steel 1 that I really really liked but I thought it played way better it looked so good obviously mm-hmm. and I actually ended up really I was super skeptical about new class 7 going in I was like poised <laughs> to not like them for whatever reason and they one by one just won me over um and, uh, yeah, it, it was great. I, I have a lot more to say. I feel like we we could do a, a, a post-game wrap-up once I have some time to collect my thoughts. But, uh, oh, yeah. We will, we will definitely have it's to. It's great. I, I I say these are not for everybody, I would say. But I, no. if you like turn-based RPGs and if you like anime, that is very sweet. Uh, you should definitely, definitely check this out.
0: I will say I figured out a combo like probably the second half worth of cold steel four with Emma, which it was, uh, an infinite. So the enemies could never take a turn. And I used it even on the final boss and they, I beat them
1: without getting hit. Nice. That's incredible. I it I definitely great. used Emma just as like a, an, a God killing weapon. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Basically at some point it was very fun. Um, I also just shout out to all like the Final Fantasy 7 mechanics referenced in this game, especially the final boss. Mm-hmm. Love a good team, team up, different teams f- yep. for a final boss, especially being able to switch between them, uh, by, by your own control is very cool.
0: Yep. Yep. So,
1: yeah, but yes, look forward
0: to the full deep dive, uh, post discussion with Alex coming up sometime yeah Yeah. um but yes it'll be fantastic because I always love talking about these games but let's get to the games coming out in November 2021 the reason we are here tonight starting up we are starting things off with a mobile title the latest in Bandai Namco's long running tales series Tales of Luminaria is releasing on mobile platforms November 1st excuse me November 4th this is the latest of the plethora of Tales games that Bandai Namco shovels out there that abandons like a year, year and a half later. Yep. Um, it's got, It's. I guess the story takes place with 21 characters um, and it has like 3D models. It's much more, it looks more like your typical Tales game from the presentation. It's not like a tap... And you use the attack thing. It seems much more Tails-ish, I guess. But it's mobile games, and for me, I'm not a big mobile game player. I don't know about you, Alex. I am not either. Um, but at this, at the end of the day, Bandai Namco likes to put out like a new Tails game every year,
1: year and a half, it feels like,
0: and the other one just fades into obscurity. Yeah, I,
1: I feel like this is like.
0: Yeah, because there was, like, Tales of Rays and then Tales of, um, all sorts. So many, so many games. Um, but then they don't, like, there was Tales of Mobile.
1: Um. Did they put Tales of Hearts on mobile at some point?
0: No, I don't think they did. But there was like, yeah, there was. Uh, there was a Tales of Verses for mobile, a Radiant Mythology for mobile, Tales of yeah. the World Material Dungeon, um, all like Tales, Tales of, of Rays,
1: Tales of Christoria.
0: Christoria was the latest one.
1: Um, Mirage Prison, like another fighter one. Asteria, I think,
0: um, a lot of them.
1: Yeah, it's an obscene amount, and and none of them seem to have like made much of a splash, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, and it's just they they put out a new one so frequently that, in, I I hope the people that enjoy mobile tales games enjoy it. I won't poo poo it because I have like a bias where I'm just not a mobile game player, but I hope the people that enjoy mobile games, mobile RPGs. We'll enjoy this one, yeah. So, Tales of Arise uh, is. is
1: good, and that's a win for us. So, I'll take
0: it. Yes, Tales of Arise is very good.
1: Um, have you beaten that by the way? I had to pause Tales of Arise until I finished Trails of Gold Steel. I, I realized that doing f- Trails of Gold Steel 4 and Tales of Arise at the same time was a very bad idea. <laughs> no, I hear you. And I, I will. I'm now taking a nice little JRPG break, and then I'm gonna go there finish go. Tales of Rise.
0: So I'm like. A pa- you need, yeah, definitely need a palate cleanser. Yeah, I'm like play those. like. Uh, I
1: played Life is Strange, and I'm working on Psychonauts now, and to... Get back into the Tales of Rise. I finished a lot of stuff recently. I'm, I'm checking boxes, so I'm feeling good about it cool Uh,
0: but yes tales of luminaria releases for mobile devices on november 4th next up on november 9th we have blue reflection second light releasing on ps4 switch and pc um i believe this is the second game uh in the blue reflection franchise um but you play as a bunch of girls at uh school and you transform into magical girls and you fight uh in combat
1: Another Uh, one of these, huh? Yep,
0: I think it's based off of a anime? I think there's a Blue Reflection anime? That's right. Um, Are they pop idols? That's what I want to know. It is intended to be a portrayal of youth for women, focusing on the concepts of interaction between women and personal growth through sharing of experiences with people. Um, There was an anime television series spinoff that aired from April to September of this year. So, I wonder if it's written by me. Um, so yeah, you uh play as a magical girls called Reflectors, and uh you yeah, you do magical girl stuff and you save the world. <laughs> so cool. It, I mean, the graphics look okay. I it mean, looks it, good, it, yeah. It's the it's, style styling looks very good. There is a demo currently out for the place on the PlayStation Store and Nintendo eShop, so you can take. Uh, take a gander and see if you like it and uh, I believe if you have data from clearing the prologue in the demo you can get special accessories carrying over into the final game nice so uh, and you can carry over your save point or your save data it looks like from the demo into the main game so yeah give it a try out um, if you are a fan of the anime and stuff and let us know how it is so that is Blue Reflection Second Light, releasing on November 9th for PS4, Switch, and PC. Next up, the very next day November 10th, the next entry to the Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster series releases with Final Fantasy V Pixel Remaster uh, coming out on PC and mobile. I'm super excited about this game because I absolutely love Final Fantasy V. Yeah.
1: the I feel like the one that gets talked about the least. Yeah. Literally, of all of them. You know, nobody talks about one, two, and three, but of everything after that, Final Fantasy 5 gets talked about the least. Yeah, which is a shame
0: because I think it's honestly probably the one of like the top two uh, versions of the job system, like mm-hmm. implementations of the job system that the series has. Um, but yes, I absolutely love Final Fantasy V. I'm very excited to play this one. What ones are, to the new are left in the pixel? Six. Just six? Okay.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Almost there.
0: Yep, almost there. Um, But yeah, Final Fantasy V, Pixel Remaster releases on PC and mobile on November 10th. Uh, The day after that, on November 11th, we get Skyrim again, with the Skyrim (laughs) Anniversary Edition releasing on PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and PC. It's Skyrim, but now you have a bunch of, like, creative, like, the creative... Mods yeah, added, including the, um, like fishing and
1: stuff. Yeah, they did a video showing what they're uh, kind of like canifying of from the, the community-made stuff, um, mm-hmm. and the, yeah, fishing. It's a couple new quests, There's a new area, um, some more Morrowind stuff, uh, mm-hmm. cooking, and like a survival mode, which seems really cool. Um, where you can't—I I don't think fast travel. You have to eat, you have to stay warm, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they said there will be series X and PS five enhancements, but they've not said what they are yet, which just makes me think that it's like, it'll run at 4k and nothing else looks different.
0: It'll do something. And like, if you already own one version of Skyrim, it'll just automatically update for you for free Mm. for like no additional charge, but it's, it's more Skyrim. If I mean, at this point you can pretty much play Skyrim on your Tesla or your fridge. Um, <laughs>
1: Skyrim's everywhere, man. At least it's, it's a decent video. Game.
0: That's true. I would love to see a little more love going to Morrowind or Oblivion's way, but yeah, where's the
1: Morrowind um, remake? Something,
0: something, but yes, you can continue to play Elder Scrolls, uh, Skyrim on November 11th. Um, the game I'm more excited for coming out November 11th, the Nintendo Switch port of Star Wars Knights of the Old
1: Republic. Good old KOTOR. Good old KOTOR. Isn't KOTOR 2 on there already? No. Okay. I, I'm probably just thinking one of the Jedi Academy
0: games. Uh, Jedi Knight is on there already. Jedi Knight and Jedi Academy. Yeah.
1: Uh, and Podracer. Of course. Podracer, the most I random think. pick. Of course. Of <laughs> course. Uh, that's I'm happy for all the KOTOR nerds out there.
0: Um, yeah, it's uh, going to be sick. Uh, tune in this week, this Thursday, where I sit down with uh, Nathan Johnston to talk about KOTOR. It's a great episode, so give that a listen to get ready to play uh, KOTOR on Switch on November 11th. Now, next up... God, this, this is a stretch of, like, five days where yeah. RPGs come out, but... Uh, the first game, uh, coming out on, uh, on November 12th, the next day on PC. We took a look at this at PAX way back in the before times. Yeah, I played Pre-pandemic this. I was, times. I was like, oh, I yeah. know this game. <laughs> yeah. It's Alchemic Cutie, where you raise, uh, little wild jelly things in, like, a RPG slash Stardew Valley-like jam, uh any title so do you re- like what do you- I, I i know you played this at pax do you remember what your thoughts or impressions yeah are it's of it?
1: i played a video the demo that i played was very very short um but yeah you i i think it's similar setup to like stardew valley where you're like moving to a new town and you're kind of inheriting a, a part of that and and on that farm you can raise jellies and then uh, they produce, like, different alchemical ingredients that you can use to make different kinds of potions and whatnot. And then, you know, that's all I saw was just that farm part, but the idea is then you'd have other people that you'd have quests for, and you could go off and uh, find different ingredients from different areas by adventuring and exploring. But, yeah, I, I'm curious. Uh, it's PC only right now, so I'm, I, I know this probably at some point is going to come to Switch. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm excited to check it out probably when that happens.
0: Yeah, it looks real cute. I remember. I think I may have tried it, but no, I watched you play this. Yeah, it seemed cute. It seemed kind of nifty. Good music. Good, very
1: jolly music yeah. from could like hear.
0: Very very feel good, uh, game for the time. Yeah. Uh, but that is Alchemic Cutie releasing on PC November twelfth. Now turning a complete one eighty, uh, from the cute whimsical nature of Alchemic <laughs> Cutie, we go to post-apocalyptic demon-infested Tokyo, or not Tokyo. I haven't played it yet, but Shin Megami Tensei V is releasing on Switch that same day on November 12th. Super stoked for this game.
1: Yeah, one of your most anticipated, for sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, Looks fantastic. I'm really excited for it. Big SMT fan. Um, I am just getting ready to read all the comments on this this isn't Persona, or (laughs) uh... What this does worse than Persona, or why can't this be Persona, etc.? Yeah, yeah. Um, All the people that just don't get it. (laughs) Yep. But super excited. If you like kind of much more darker and serious tones and fighting gods with other gods and demons and like Pokemon, uh, give this a check out. It will definitely be worth your money. Yeah. But Shin Megami Tensei 5 comes out on November 12th for Nintendo switch. Curious how long that game going to end up being. Yeah. Um, they're usually pretty beefy games yeah. and they always have multiple, uh, endings. So yeah. I believe this one coming out has four, four different endings. I'd believe it. So is it, is Jimmy Gama
1: 1075 out in Japan already? Or is this world? No,
0: I think it's day and date. Oh, or it might be like a day early in Japan. I think that's cool. It's first for the series. so. Yeah. Uh, translation man it's it's coming from a, an era where you're lucky if you get some of these games at all yeah and if you do it's like eight months to a year that's why
1: i bring it up because like you and i it's remember we know what it's like i mean hell oh yeah we were just talking about trails of cold steel like we are living yeah that it's that still that like that with trails yeah falcom does not have as much money as like sega and cap or you know capcom all these other places so um Total.
0: and there's just so much with the trails games in terms of dialogue to translate yes. so yeah, yeah. NIS who localizes it over here. They uh, they have their work cut out for them, to be sure. Yeah. Um, but cool. and lastly, on November twelfth, exiting early access is The Waylanders for PC. This is the uh, party-based RPG that is filled with Celtic myth and historical legend, where you discover thrilling adventure alongside mortal companions and immortal allies as you explore the world of the Waylanders. I've never heard of Waylander. Kinda looks cool. Uh,
1: I'm, I'm digging the art style. Looks very pretty. Yeah, it kinda has like a. I wanna say call it, but I see you know, like Diablo S. Well. Mm-hmm. Like top down. A lot of different configuration options.
0: Yeah, Waylander has real time combat with a tactical pause option, so that's very that's cool. cool. Uh, but yeah, it it I like that it's inspired by Celtic mythology and uh you things look pretty different in gaelic uh in Gal- galicia under christianity than it did under celtic rule <laughs> it's funny magic is the magic is fading religion
1: is everywhere and much has changed the first line the f- first meeting there between their celts and their gods tuatha de Danann, and i just had a very recent personal experience with tuatha de Danann in another video game that i won't mention but you know what i'm talking about scott I do? <laughs> uh, it's... Yes, it's in a Trails game, I'll say. <laughs> it's the name of one of the many very Japanese anime things that happens in there at the end of, uh, one of the Trails games. Oh, okay. It's, you know, it's at- when they reference, like, the oldie name for a place or a thing, but it's not what everybody else calls it. Oh, okay. Yeah. What a great... I didn't know that was Celtic, so that's that's cool to hear. Yeah.
0: Oh okay, yep. Yep. I, I <laughs> okay, see that now as like remember I remember that it remember was that. That. <laughs> So there you go. There you go. That's cool. That
1: is okay. A, what a full circle thing. That just that's why I had to say something.
0: No, I like it. I I didn't even plan that, but good to know. Good to know. But yes.
1: Waylander's
0: releases, well, excuse me, exits early access on November twelfth for PC. Then uh, the next week we have Undungeon releasing on Xbox One and PC on November eighteenth. Now this is a action RPG driven by intense real-time combat. Uh, of course, uh, I dig the art style.
1: Yeah, this is one I had seen before. I was trying to keep my eyes on looks very cool yeah so you play
0: as like a grim reaper like character that you can like customize and level up with abilities um you can like you equip different skin brain eyes hearts uh social organs main glands all sorts of things for this uh and you just wreck dudes it looks pretty cool yeah you dungeoneer science fiction story no, this looks pretty nifty. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm intrigued. You travel between dimensions and change the world around you in an attempt to reconstruct the shattered multiverse. Wow. Grim Reaper sounds, sounds easy. To work
1: to get that worth you the
0: know? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. But yes, that is Undungeon releasing on Xbox One and I'm, pro- I mean Series X and S as well. I'm imagining uh, November eighteenth. Uh, on November 19th, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Pokemon Shining Pearl release on a Nintendo Switch. These are the remakes of Gen... Five? Four. No, four. Four is right, yes. So what's your, uh, experience and kind of history with the fourth gen of Pokemons?
1: Uh, this is probably my least favorite gen, honestly. Uh, yeah? Which is right because Mike, it's his favorite gen, so obviously we're going to talk about it a lot on Nintendo Land. Um, and I'm excited to hear because he's going to check these out I'm excited to hear kind of him take me through what he thinks of him now Uh, but this was the one like there's a lot of mountains and caves in uh, Diamond and Pearl uh, that I so it's just like a lot of random battles and I just was burnt out I think on the whole thing by that point but that kind of gave me a nice break to come back with black and white and just be away mm-hmm. from Pokemon for a while and then Black and White ended up being my favorite Pokemon game so uh, you know pros and cons to it the, these ones didn't click with me I didn't really like a lot of the the original Pokemon to this generation um, yeah. I tried to like come back to it when Platinum came out but I just couldn't get into it even though they did do really cool stuff with uh, like Giratina and the weird altered world that you go to yeah. Uh, what about you? Is this is this your uh, top gen or? No.
0: Oh, it's it's definitely not my top gen. That will all I think that will always be um, gold and silver gen two yeah. for me. But I I definitely liked this one better than gen three. Gen three is the one I'm like eh, I'm not a fan of. this Yeah,
1: I'm one. not a huge fan of gen three either. So I think it was two stinkers in a row for me that that maybe turned me off to those two. Um, I enjoyed platinum. I
0: think I s- had diamond when it first came out and then it, I kind of I traded it in but then I picked up platinum and that's the one I ended up keeping and it's like yeah it it's okay I like kind of what they did with the touchscreen, mm-hmm. with the little pocket watch and the things you could interact with that
1: yeah those are cool but
0: um but yeah I I'm, I'm I don't know if I'm necessarily excited for these remakes I wasn't uh, I was never on the oh my gosh give us diamond diamond pearl remake train like a, a lot of our friends were. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad people got it. I, I'm kind of iffy on the whole chibi style they went with. I wish they had gone more with the style of, like, Let's Go. Sure. Um, just graphic-wise. But, I mean, I, I'm i much more excited for Pokemon Legends than I am this. Yeah. And with it coming out only, like, two months between the two, I'm like, I'm good. Maybe I'll ask for it for Christmas or something, but... um. I'm 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 excited for the people that are excited uh, that uh, that were begging for a Diamond and Pearl remake. So
1: yeah, they've they've put themselves in a good spot because folks like us that aren't necessarily looking for this or the classic Pokemon feel can skip this, and mm. then we got Legends just a couple months away that will hopefully feel fresh and and cool enough, but also still be this region and, and bring back some of the cool Pokemon from this region. So
0: right. And honestly, by the, uh, at the nineteenth, I will be super busy trying to <laughs> get ready for Endwalker. Uh, get ready for Endwalker, anyway. Yeah. So, um, uh, but yeah. And speaking of Endwalker, probably one of the biggest releases or most anticipated releases of the year. Yeah, Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker releasing on. PS5, PS4, and PC on November 23rd. This is going to be huge.
1: Yeah, I I didn't realize until recently hearing people talk about it that this is, like, the end of the current large-scale story arc. Yeah. Um, And that's cool. That's really exciting. As someone who's, like, in the middle of the end of the large-scale story arc for Destiny, obviously, like, that's just kind of the MMO Mm -hmm. I turn my time to. Uh, I get it. I, I'm excited for all the Final Fantasy XIV fans out there. I'm excited to see how people react to this, see what twists and turns people take them on. And this doesn't just, like, end right here. There will be patches and stuff as well, right? So
0: Yeah, and they've already said that. I mean, there will be more probable. The, the games, Final Fantasy XIV as a game will not end with this expansion. Yeah, I, um, I didn't think so. Uh, and with how freaking gangbusters it's been doing, especially this past year with the mass migrations from WoW over into it, yeah, um, it's never been better. Um, and what a great, like, what a crazy turnaround
1: story this Truly. game has had. Yeah, um, One for the agency. I mean, you could argue it's like <laughs> kind of coalesced with Final Fantasy itself in a lot of ways. I yeah. Mean, and it is symbolic of, of a lot of the things Square Enix has just gone through in general um, mm-hmm. and you can uh, the, the the key factor here in this and in all the things that have succeeded with Square Enix recently it's just been like the people care and like the director I can't think of his name off the top of my head but like everybody knows Yoshi him Yoshi P? Yeah Yoshi P, everybody knows him he talks to the people, he understands what people want he knows, like, what they need to hear and what he should say and how to communicate with them. Like, that's, like, the heart of Final Fantasy XIV, and it clearly works. That dude gets yeah. it. And that's it's always a good feeling. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm excited. I'm going to be just very excited to see with how well, in how well, how well received in what a pedestal, the Shadowbringer campaign in storyline hat like is set upon how this will compare yeah because you know i'm gonna be really i'm gonna be really curious i
1: feel like it has gotten better with each expansion as Mm -hmm. time has gone on so like at some point that does have to end so i'm hoping like it can end after this so people get like that really satisfying ending
0: yeah yeah but that is final fantasy 14 and walker you're going to the moon releasing on ps5 ps4 and pc november 23rd hell yeah and that's really gonna do it for for the big for the big old titles yeah uh releasing on uh the big old rpgs releasing in november it's gonna be a strong month
1: yeah that's that's i don't know all what's coming out in december so and definitely gonna be like the last big one i think for the year
0: Mm mm-hmm um but yeah it's gonna be exciting very excited for it but as always, Alex, so good to talk and nerd out with you, my friend. Yeah,
1: it's good to talk to to Trails with somebody because, like, you're like the only person I know that's played them. So uh, our uh, our group is growing. Yeah, it's
0: true, it's slowly and steadily, but it, we're we're growing our numbers. Um, but yeah, so oh wow, the father I I just read on, on Twitter real quick. The, Twinfinite posted: The father of Final Fantasy, Hironobu Sakaguchi, loves uh, Final Fantasy 14. He just completed Shadowbringers, getting ready for oh, yeah. Endwalker. He's getting in, ready. In mere Thirty-four days. He took. He went from starting 14 to beating Shadowbringers
1: in 34 days. That's commitment. That's see. That dude loves Final Fantasy. He he it <laughs> Yeah, he loves so. and and it goes to show he loves what it's become too. That's cool. Yeah, I'm glad. I hope he dug it. <laughs> yeah, it
0: sounds, like it it sounds like he did. Sounds like he did. Definitely sounds like he did. But thank you to each and every one of you. Uh, no, first of course, Alex. Where can people find you
1: on the internet? What do you have cooking? Uh, right now, um, the things that I am working on that will be out soon are a death loop. Review discussion and a metric Drive review discussion that I'm actually like cutting videos for, uh, mm-hmm. which is much harder than <laughs> I thought it would be. But you know what? It's happening, it's almost done. Mm-hmm. Um, I there's still some uh leukemia and lymphoma society charity streams are gonna pour over into November, which causes, uh, some scheduling conflicts. Uh, those be on Twitch, Irrational Patches Twitch, uh, and um. I think that's that's it for now. Uh, obviously, our, our it's to, to be planned uh, trails podcast, and then mm-hmm. um, you know we're getting to the end of the year, so we're gonna have to deal with that at some point. But uh, right now, yeah, those review discussions are, are what I got cooking. So. Check them out, Alfighter twenty cool. seven on Twitter. Also, I try to tweet more sometimes. <laughs> Sounds good. And as I was saying
0: previously before I remembered that we had to have our wonderful assistant plug his stuff away, thank you to each and every one of you who joined us today. We really appreciate it. Be sure to rate and review us on your preferred podcast service as we'd really appreciate it. If you have a specific RPG you'd like us to feature on an episode or talk about, Tweet at underscore RPG University with the hashtag RPGU with your suggestion, or you can share your favorite RPGs and memories of the games directly with me at SolidSnake120 or with Alex directly at AlFighter27. Until next time, everybody, be sure to stay safe, stay healthy, be be kind to one another, class
1: dismissed.